welcome to the Design of Communication podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Keeling, and this podcast is about how you can become a confident communicator as a design, tech, or creative professional. Sharing career strategies, language tips and insights, and communication techniques to become a powerful communicator and excel in your career and reach a new level of confidence in English. Ensuring that your message, your design decisions and solutions are guessing through to senior leadership, product owners, engineers and key stakeholders can make all the difference in the success of your project. Communication styles have had to adapt to be even clearer, more concise and more compelling for them to be effective. But when the message you are trying to share is complicated, how can anyone expect you to explain complex content so quickly and concisely? Before I get into this week's episode, did you know I have a free guide about how you can be clear and more intentional with your message and articulate your ideas with clarity and confidence? Here is where you can go to sign up. You can find the free guide at landing, L-A-N-D-I-N-G, dot fluentspeakers.co.uk. You can also find the link in the episode description. Go and grab it right now and let's start with the podcast. One of the biggest struggles for anyone is explaining complex ideas. According to Albert Einstein, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. To truly understand a concept, we have to be able to break it down into small parts. The more knowledge you have about a topic, the easier it is to break it down into a simple one. Yet there is more to it than that. We struggle to articulate our ideas because of how language is stored in the brain. I will be sharing my top tips to communicate complex design ideas, specifically for design professionals, towards the end of the episode. But first, why do we struggle to articulate our ideas? Early humans had a smaller skull than we do now, and it primarily consisted of the limbic brain. Our limbic brain is so powerful, powerful enough to drive our behavior that sometimes contradicts the logical, rational, analytical understanding of a situation. There's a saying, always trust your gut. Your brain can be fooled, Your heart is an idiot, but your gut doesn't know how to lie. The limbic system, especially the amygdala, plays a vital role in controlling various emotional behaviours such as fear, rage, anxiety. It's responsible for our emotions, emotional behaviour and motivation. We often trust our gut, even if the decision goes against all facts and figures. If you are a mother, you will have what's called a mother's instinct. If your child is sick, you just know when there is something seriously wrong. You might meet a new person and just get bad vibes from them. It might not be anything specific. 
that you could put your finger on. You just have this feeling. You may have heard of this as your sixth sense. Imagine a time you have taken an exam and your gut is telling you, this is the answer, but you overthink and you quickly change your mind last minute. When you get the results and you see that your original answer was correct and the teacher says, always go with the first answer, always trust your gut. But as a professional, you can't say to stakeholders or colleagues, I don't know why I chose this, I just trusted my gut. On the other hand, when you force someone to make a decision only using the rational part of the brain, the neocortex, which is the part of the brain responsible for the higher cognitive functioning and the language, we start to overthink. Have you ever been questioned why or how you do a very basic task? You might respond, I don't know, it just comes naturally, or I don't know how I did that. We live in a world that values logic. It seems like decisions based on intuition have little or no place in today's society. It's hard to explain because the limbic brain has no space for language. Why it is so complicated to express our complex ideas or why we have made certain decisions is because of our inability to verbalize the reasons behind our decisions. As we have learned, Explaining your creative or design process is no easy task. Let's explore what we can do to better communicate our complex ideas. You need to consider what you say. What language will you use when explaining something complex? When you are writing or saying something complex, keep the language as simple as possible. Now, this doesn't mean avoiding technical language completely. There's times when it's necessary, but keep the structure clear. If you do need to use technical language, clearly define it. While I was writing my master's dissertation, we were constantly told, imagine you're writing for your educated grandmother or someone who isn't an expert in your field. The same applies to you. If you are explaining technical language that your educated older family member didn't understand, then you need to define it. Of course, this does depend on your audience. And this is when your audience and thinking about their needs and what they value is vital. As a side note, I will be sharing in a later episode how you can tailor your message to different colleagues and stakeholders. Another important aspect in what you say is to use simple language structures such as the present tense. The present tense in English is used to talk about the present and to talk about the future. So we could say, we think, we solve this issue by, this problem is happening because... Now you know what to say and have avoided the complex structures and language. How can we do that? How can we help others understand our complex ideas? When you're talking about your work or your product or something similar, focus on the problems that it solves and its benefits and not the features of the product. You can use storytelling, metaphors, analogies and imagery to help convey meaning. 
Storytelling reinforces your message by establishing an emotional connection with your audience. When using analogies, you can develop characters who have similar problems that you're trying to solve. If your audience identifies with the character, they will be able to recall more details about your message or the idea, and they are more likely to connect to it and to other aspects of their lives later on. Now, many have asked me, well, how do I create stories and characters? I don't have any. Think about your own story and yourself as a character. That's always a good place to start. So an analogy, just to clarify, is when you compare two very different situations, but they have some kind of link. For example, blue is to the ocean, what green is to grass. A metaphor, on the other hand, is a figure of speech, which refers to one thing by mentioning another. For example, the apple of my eye, which describes a thing or a person that someone loves and is very proud of above all else. It's not literally an apple of your eye. Now, the most memorable lessons or presentations include stories or imagery to help us understand. I will give you an example of this. I was in a university class and my professor wanted to explain his work to us. It was a very complicated idea. He wanted to know how many words does a person know? What is their vocabulary size? And while I thought this was amazing to know, it seemed quite impossible to be able to know that accurately. However, the professor started telling a story. He said we need to think outside the box. He explained during the Second World War, the British Army used a statistical theory of estimation. He compared this particular story of how the British Army was able to find the, almost the, to the exact number how many tanks the German Army had. It was pretty incredible that he was able to apply this to his own theory, his own research. He used an analogy to explain quite a complex problem. He explained it in a way that didn't go into the detailed complexities of statistics. He didn't use complex language or terminology to explain his research. He was able to tell a story and even years later, I'm able to remember that exact story. To clarify, here is the process for you to be able to articulate your ideas better in English. The first one is simplify what you're saying. It's okay to use simple language structures and tenses, especially when explaining complex ideas. Also avoid using technical language. And when you do use a technical language, make sure to explain the word or the term. It could be immediately after or if you're giving a presentation, you may want to do that before you even begin. Even if this language seems quite obvious and simple to you. Secondly, we can use analogies and stories, metaphors and imagery to help convey meaning. Not only does this help people to understand complex ideas, but it also helps them remember too. Thirdly, create a picture and talk about the benefits and the solution to a problem. Number four, I would say be yourself. When delivering ideas, it's important to be authentic and really celebrate 
your own unique way of communicating. Think about how you would tell stories to a family member or to a friend that happened to you. And finally, practice saying what you're going to say so you don't struggle for the right words when the time comes explaining your work. You may have complex ideas to share, but the way you share your message doesn't have to be. You've got this. Bye for now. for listening to The Design of Communication. If you have enjoyed today's episode and listening to The Design of Communication podcast, then please follow us on Spotify, Google and Apple podcasts and share the link with a friend or colleague who will benefit. Any questions you might have, feel free to send them my way. I love hearing from you. Thank you so much. See you next week.